Welcome, everybody, at another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you are enjoying your day, sweet, and not what the hell ever, I'm gonna regret this one, aren't I? So, WCW had two portable games on the Nintendo handheld market over the years. WCW, the main event in 1994, which I've already covered on the podcast, and there was also WCW Mayhem in 2000. Yes, there was something other than the Nintendo 64 and PlayStation port, so there was a handheld one. Now, I visited this game before on my YouTube channel, and I'm not thrilled to revisit this one. Why? You're about to find out. Now, this game doesn't share similarities to its home console counterparts, other than maybe similar members of the roster, so you're not going to get the same things graphically or controls, but let's just get into this one. So when you start the game, you get the main menu slash game mode with four options. Quest for the best, which is the story mode, one player versus CPU, Two-player link, which is, of course, if you connect your Game Boy Color to another Game Boy Color and you both and somebody else has a copy of the same game together to battle against each other, and options. Now, with options, you get some options there. You can enable or disable weapons, a time limit for your matches, music and sound effects, as well as check the credits. I highly doubt anybody really checks those. Now, the one thing significant about this compared to WCW, the main event, is that the roster has three more wrestlers compared to the prior game. So you got 12 members of the WCW roster in this. You got Goldberg. You've got Sting. You've got Hollywood Hogan, who for some reason it says his finisher is a big boot to the face. I guess they couldn't animate the leg drop or something. You had Buff Bagwell, Ric Flair, Bam Bam Bigelow, Booker T, Lex Luger, Macho Man Randy Savage, Kevin Nash, Diamond Dallas Page, and Bret Hart which is honestly not a bad roster choice overall for a handheld game. I mean, yeah, like, some names maybe could come and go, some names not as big as others, but, I mean, that's a pretty good one for the limited number of characters you had. Now, the game has three raw locations you can be in for this game. The wrestling ring, the backstage locker room, and an alley area behind the backstage locker room. The character models can be hit or miss, though. Like, for example, I tried Kevin Nash vs. DDP, and with Kevin Nash, they gave him blonde hair, and with DDP, they gave him black hair, which made no sense. And every, no matter what match you're doing, you're going to get the same startups with three boxes saying, cause some mayhem with a shaking effect before the action can take place. Now, here comes a headache, because I mentioned this with the prior episode talking about WCW, the main event, the controls. I can't figure these out or even find an online guide that tells you really what to do. It seems like A is for punches, B is for kicks, select pauses the game, and start does a taunt where everybody just shakes their fists like, grrr. And the only moves I kept seeing in this game were punches, kicks, back body drops that will send you flying out of the ring, spinning pile drivers, and flying crossbodies. I've lost count how many times I kept just button mashing because I would get in a color and noble tie up with somebody. It was just punch, push around a bit, kick, push around a bit, another punch. Maybe an Irish whip, but I don't know how that happened. It's, it was just an absolute headache. And I never did a finisher because I don't, I have no clue how to do it. I kept trying everything, button mashing over and over and just could not get something done. But one thing I could kind of tell was that you can pin your opponent after they stand up and give like a dizzy animation for a moment. And then when you grapple them, which I guess you just come into contact with each other and then push A and B, and it'll shove them over and pin them. Because I guess being down already isn't good enough. Now, this game also has a weird countout system. If just one wrestler is out of the ring, you'll start to get a countdown in reverse from 20 all the way down to 0. 
but that'll stop if somebody else also gets out of the ring. And seeing how fast the wrestlers get back up after getting knocked down, pretty much unlikely that the match is going to end via countout. I mean, unless the AI somehow just goes off doing whatever backstage. Maybe drugs. Now, the locker room area is pretty weird. Like, you got an open locker in there that you can climb off of and do a flying cross body from. You got somebody laying on a table. You got that record icon at the top left giving an illusion that, hey, we're recording this on a security camera because I guess the camera person ain't watching. And then the alleyway behind the locker room has the, an open bed of a truck and a dumpster you can fly from. Now, when it also comes to weapons, I've only seen one weapon fly out, whether it be backstage, the locker room, like in the locker room, the alley, or even in the ring, and that's just a flying table. And I only had one instance where I grabbed the table and was able to hold the button long enough to throw it and break it over somebody. Okay. Now, I tried Quest for the Best mode, which is essentially the same thing as what you saw with the elimination match format from WCW, the main event. Choose a character, you gotta go through everybody. I chose Kevin Nash, and I I was just beyond bored with this. I was, like, I, at one point I was doing Kevin Nash versus Kevin Nash, and usually if you do, like, a mirror match, like, with some games, like, you both have the same character, you'll have some kind of visual difference there so you can tell who you are. I couldn't tell no matter what, because they looked exactly the same. And then by the time I got to, like, my fourth match, which was supposed to be against Macho Man Randy Savage, that's where I stopped. I was just like, I'm not I'm not doing this, like, a hundred thousand times. This takes forever, just coloring double tops, just wasting time, punches, kicks, and all that crap. So I honestly was, was not impressed with this game at all, even playing it through it a second time. I mean, the visuals are alright for a Game Boy Color game. I mean, the visuals look the same as every other wrestling game that you see on a handheld for like the Game Boy systems. The models can be questionable, like I said, when you can look at Kevin, Kevin Ash compared to DDP. The gameplay is just repetitive and confusing. I even I looked everywhere to try to figure out how to do certain things, and absolutely, it seemed like nobody's got an answer as to how to do a finisher or how to pull this move off or any of this garbage. Because, I mean, of course, who's going to care about the Game Boy port? Everybody's playing the home console version. And then, it's... I just... I can't recommend this game at all. I know, like, IGN gave it, like, a 7 out of 10. I don't know why. But this game's just boring. It's like the games did not stand a chance because of these limited controls. It felt like you didn't really stand a chance until you got to at least the Game Boy Advance stage. Like, I know WWE had like three games on the Game Boy Advance being Survivor Series, WrestleMania 18, and Road to WrestleMania. And at that point, those handhelds had the L and R buttons, so I felt like there was maybe more that could be done. But like I said, with the Game Boy slash Game Boy Color, all you had were A and B for doing actions. So you're very limited, and it's easy for these games to get repetitive. So yeah, it's like the roster is better than the past games, but it's just like the controls are just annoying, the gameplay is repetitive. I'm sorry, I can't recommend WCW Mayhem on the Game Boy Color. I can't. So, let me know in the comment section below, has anybody else played WCW Mayhem on the Game Boy Color? Let me know in the comment section below what you thought. Like I said, this is just not a recommendation. Period. So anyway, let me know in the comment section below. If you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast, please remember, leave a like, subscribe to the bell, turn on if you're listening to this on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this podcast on any other service that this podcast is available on. And I'll catch you all in the next one. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out. And good day, everybody.